0: going to let Alex introduce himself
1: hi my name is Alex Hand I go to Central Magnet School Um, I was born here in Tennessee in Murfreesboro and when I was three years old my parents and I moved to Louisiana um, for about six or seven years and then we moved back here when I was nine or ten and I've been going to World Outreach Church ever since we moved back here. Um, And I think the most important part about me is that my faith in Christ defines who I am as a person and my worldview. And when I'm having discussions with people about politics or anything related to disagreements, I always think about the issue from a biblical perspective
0: would you say that your family is diverse or is your family like majorly white are your fa- are a lot of your family members christian where does that come from
1: i would struggle to think of someone in my immediate well definitely not my immediate but i would struggle to think of someone in my extended family that's not a christian um that's just who we are as a family and I guess, for example, like every time we gather together, whether it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, birthdays, we always say a prayer before every meal. And faith just kind of is defined. It defines all of our lives in in different ways, I'm sure. But it's definitely there for everyone. Um, We're all white.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just didn't know. Yeah. So just like as an example, my mom is from Michigan and my dad is from Texas. And so a lot of my family on my dad's side is Spanish. So there are some like fully Spanish grandparents. None of that, Yeah. none of that for me. Okay, yeah. So you said that you go to World Outreach Church. And can you tell us what denomination, what it's like?
1: So World Outreach Church is non-denominational which means that we welcome anyone from any denomination of Christianity. Mm-hmm. My pastor talks about it all the time. He believes that differences like between the den- denominations aren't really key and important, and that's not what we should be focusing on as Christians. He believes that we should be affirming each other in the core values of our faith.
0: World Outreach, I know from experience, I've been there a few times, that it is a very large church. So with that being said, would you say it's diverse racially or um, as far as like opinions? Have you met people of different opinions or are most people um, conservative or liberal? Kind of tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so
1: it's hard to know. Um, personally, because I, um, when we go, we kind of just walk in five minutes before it starts and sit down and enjoy the service and then leave. So we don't really talk to the people around us. And it's, like you said, it's really big. So there's a lot of people there. I think I would say it's probably like 70, 80% white. Um, and I'm sure that it's majority conservatives that attend there. But my pastor, especially recently with all of the, crazy politics that's been going on. He's been very careful when he's discussing politics to remain remain neutral. He, I mean, when he's talking about something political that also has a biblical perspective, he's not going to stay biased. He's going to talk about it from the biblical perspective, whatever that may be. But I think that, like, for example, when he's talking about political candidates. He'll say, I mean, wh- whomever you voted for, I mean, you know, he's, he's careful to, not to, I guess, offend anybody. But
0: So I do have a question about how you might approach somebody who believes differently from you. So how would you say that you interact with people who may be agnostic or atheist or Buddhist or Hindu how would you say that do you find yourself trying to tr- just trying to influence them and share that Christianity with them or do you tend to kind of sit back and let them believe what they believe? I just have a few questions about things concerning diversity which diversity can come around in a lot of different ways. So there, you could be diverse racially, you could be diverse politically, you could be diverse religiously. There are a lot of topics that have that idea of diversity behind them. So what I'm curious about is if you would say, that the people around you are diverse, or if you would say that they're mostly the same?
1: Okay, that's a really good question. Um, I do have quite a few friends that believe, like, they have different faith than me, and they are probably the opposite of me on the political spectrum. But I think that I don't want to brag, but I feel like I do a pretty good job of maintaining the um, relationship and we can talk about differences openly. I I feel like with especially with my close friends, we talk about stuff like that all the time and we learn from each other in our different perspectives. Um, But I will always take the opportunity, especially when it comes to my faith, I will always take the opportunity to share. faith and what I believe because I feel like that's the most important part of life Um, so yeah I guess for diversity um, I think most of my most of my friends believe very similar very similar ideas to me but I do have a few that don't and that's okay I mean that's I'm sure that's the same with most people you're gonna have people you don't agree with
0: right and I think a lot of that. Also comes from where we are. So I know that a lot of people who live in the South and might not have those traditional Southern ideals, or I mean, we do live in a red state. So we're going to find a lot of Republicans, a lot of conservatives, a lot of people are Christian. We do live in the Bible Belt. So I'm just curious if you, as a conservative white Christian male, do you feel as though you can speak freely about your opinions and be open about those opinions and ideas?
1: I think that if you asked me that question five or 10 years ago, I would say absolutely the answer is yes, of course I can. But I think that anyone should be able to say whatever they want to say whenever they want to say it, I don't think that, I guess, this idea of cancel culture, which is kind of, we're not really talking about that, but it it relates to this topic. Um, I think that it's very damaging and dangerous because the idea of our First Amendment right of free speech is so sacred. And when you start to judge people based on what they're saying and what they're believing, and you just don't want to talk to them anymore or you don't want to hear what they have to say. I think that's very, it's a very dangerous and slippery slope.
0: I totally agree with that. And I think that is a very, very key factor to how we are going to eventually try to have unity in our society.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: you know, and I would say I would say that there are certain things that need to be acknowledged. And for change to happen, there will always be conflict. But I think that idea of being willing to listen and understand and synthesize why a person may believe the way that they do. And then in turn, figure out how you can articulate why you disagree those fundamentals you know because i think so often especially in the media especially what's heightened are these extremists right you have an extreme left an extreme right an extreme way of thinking and i would argue that the majority of the people in our nation, are not extremists.
1: I would agree with that completely. I think that the farther left and farther right you get, the louder you become. Um, those those crowds are smaller, but they're a lot more vocal with their beliefs. And I think what you're talking about a minute ago, um, and the phrase that came to mind was common ground. When we're having a discussion with people that we don't agree with, and even if there's if this person is saying things that you think are ridiculous and completely stupid, there's always going to be something that you can both agree on. I, I, I struggle to think of any one person in my life that I don't at least have one piece of common ground with. And if you want to move forward, if we want to move forward as a society and get things done and, and, make the right decisions. We, we need to start by looking across the aisle and finding common ground and moving on from there.
0: I, I I definitely would agree with that. So an example that I would use with that is racism.
1: Especially with, especially me being a white male, I feel like it's, it's been a lot more difficult for me. I, I feel like when I share, if I, if I were to share how I feel in a public setting, it would not go as well as it would a few years ago.
0: So when I say racism, I mean racism in the fact where this discriminates against minorities. And I'm using this as an example because racism is very prevalent It's very important and it's an issue that a lot of people disagree on, which is interesting enough to me because I see it as a very stark opinion that racism should not exist in our society. However, I think it's very important to acknowledge that it does exist and that people are being hurt, people are being harmed, because that's where my common ground with people starts to go on tilt, is when we can no longer agree on certain fundamental human rights. So, however, I know that people disagree with me, and I'm curious to hear if you believe that racism even exists today.
1: Well, I certainly think it exists. And I think that anyone with two brain cells to rub together would know that it does exist. But I was, I'm really intrigued by what you said. I feel like that I feel race. I feel like racism is not nearly, I mean, you asked me this question 50, 50 years ago, and and I'm sure that the majority of people in the South would be racist people. I mean, that's just how it was back then. But nowadays, I feel like we've made so much progress. Um and I think that the majority of conservatives are definitely not racist. I, I would put that number around 90 to 95%. Um and I'm not really sure why. And like I said earlier, it's those extremes that are the loudest. So i I think that people think that number's higher because those, that five to 10, that small percentage of people are going to be more vocal than those that aren't racist. Um, And I'm I'm really, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I'm not really sure why people on the left side of the aisle are so like enthralled with and concerned about race. To me, I've never really understood it because when I look at a person, I don't really care what color they are i care about the character of their heart and the way they act and the things that they say and the way they hold themselves those are the things that that are important and those are the things that matter
0: that's important to not judge someone because of their skin color however i think that in a lot of ways the cultural significance of racism is still i would argue that it is still very prevalent just because of not only recent events but also you know because i wonder about people who don't look like me and this is different because it's also coming from a female perspective and I would say that women are also oppressed in situations and that women are not always heard as well as men so I don't have the male privilege that I believe exists however I am white so that gives me privilege so would you say that white privilege exists or do you think it's pretty equal around the board
1: Yeah, this idea of white privilege, I I couldn't disagree with it anymore, I think, because um, I challenge people that believe in white privilege to name a racist law or policy that exists today. I mean, discrimination based on race is illegal in the United States of America, and that's different in other countries. But we live in the most free and prosperous society. And part of that is because it is now illegal to discriminate based on race. So that, is, that would be my response to your question about white privilege.
0: I would agree with you in that there are not discriminatory laws in the Constitution and that we are making progress in terms of racism. However, here's my example in a lot of America, marijuana is also illegal, right? Mm -hmm. So with marijuana being illegal, does that mean that no one smokes weed? Absolutely not. There are plenty of people who although there are laws saying that you shouldn't do something or laws protecting against you doesn't mean that everyone will follow that law. And I think the same is true for racism, that just because there are certain laws in the constitution that are working to protect minorities doesn't necessarily mean that societally everybody follows that suit.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, And I guess what I would say to that is all that we can do as a society to prevent something from happening is to make it illegal. I feel like once you moved past, once you move past that, you're now beginning to infringe upon people's rights. As much as this is a horrible thing to say, I have the right to be racist, because that's just my natural right that I'm give, given to me by the Constitution of the United States of America. Now, that's a horrible idea. And, and I would, and I'm appalled by anyone that has, has that view, but it is, you have the right to do so. And I think that the only way that we can completely eradicate racism is to have those individual people go through a significant heart change. And I don't think that's something that external forces can do. It's just something that that person has to struggle with and wrestle with and have a heart change. In the short term we should accept that there will always be racist people but i think that in 100 years then there's every every possibility and every chance there are literally no more racists in the united states of america because that's the direction we're moving as a country is it's a great direction but i don't think that there's anything that the government or the collective society should do any further because once you make something illegal that's kind of just it's illegal you can't do it anymore in a public setting, but those people have the right to do so. And the only way they're gonna stop is if they decide themselves to stop.
0: With that being said, uh, a lot of what I tend to think about when, in terms of racism and a lot of what I have done research on for my thesis and just as someone who is very interested in certain protests, like Black Lives Matter, who's interested in those sort of topics. I I want to say about how important I think that although something is illegal, there is still an, an importance to change people's mindsets. And I think changing people's minds might not happen just for making something illegal.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, and you mentioned Black Lives Matter. And I think that an organization that their intent, purpose and goal, it would be to change racist minds and to convince them that their view on people of color is wrong. That would be a fantastic organization. And I would support it 100%. And I think that the organization of Black Lives Matter, it's difficult because obviously, the name black lives matter is something that everyone should agree on of course black lives matter just as much as any other lives matter like i said earlier when i'm judging a person i judge them based on their character and not on how they look but the actions and the choices that the black lives matter organization are taking to further their goal are i don't think that they're doing the right thing in terms of um destroying buildings and in the big cities and looting and all of those different things. I I don't think that's the way to go about change.
0: What I would say about Black Lives Matter is that to me, when, if I were to say all lives matter, my point in not saying that is because in the situation that we are and were in when this protest was very prominent is that yes, everyone's life matters, but no, not everybody's life has been oppressed to the point of the person of color. So when I say that, I I tend to think back to slavery and our country being founded on slavery. And then I think about what you said about it being illegal now, which is obviously very, very prominent in our country's history. And then I think about other laws that have come, such as you know getting rid of the Jim Crow laws, having integrated schools, things like that. And while all of those things are true, There is not a law, nor could there ever be a law that says no one can ever have any discriminatory actions, thoughts, anything towards a person of color. That will never happen. So I think the point of an organization like Black Lives Matter is trying to influence society, trying to push an idea so that people understand That societally, it should never, ever be okay to be racist in any way.
1: And I I think that goal is fantastic. And I think pushing for that goal is something that everyone should be supporting. But I think that the way they're doing it is completely backwards and wrong.
0: So I have a question. How would, just give me an example of something that they did wrong and then some, some way that you would possibly fix that.
1: There's the destruction of of all the big cities in in which, in those cities that it happened. um, Violence is never going to be the answer, in my opinion, for any, if you want anything, violence is not going to be how you're going to get it. Um, And I guess the way that I would suggest they could go about this is, it's, it's so simple, it's so easy, just take a look at Martin Luther King's life, his entire life and all of his work and everything he did and just do that. Um, And I think that what you'll realize if you were to do that is that he pretty much got us to where we are today, where there are no... It is illegal to be discriminatory and racist in a public setting. And I think that... Like I said earlier, there's not much more you can do. It's it's very difficult to. Man, I, okay, let me, let me think for a second. I do like what I said yeah, t- a couple it. minutes ago, but then just these last 30 seconds. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you said. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I would answer it. Yeah, that's
0: okay. Um, Sometimes I say, like, leading words at the yeah. end of my sentences, and then I'm like, wait, I have nothing else to add. Yeah. So that's totally fine.
1: Um, so There was something – I'm sorry. There yeah, was yeah, something yeah. I wanted to say. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I, pretty, I pretty much said it all. Just, like, gee, what I'm thinking to myself right now is what someone would say to me um when I when I mentioned Martin Luther King look at what he's done and I guess they would say like well he got us to where we are now and that person talking to me would 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 think that we're not done yet which I guess is true but uh, I was going to say something and it was going to be epic
0: I know sometimes got what it is substantial that happened to Saren too
1: Okay, yeah, I think I think you said I think you said something that made me think of this. I think you said, um, like, how can we get? I I pretty much said I pretty much said like I think we're good. I think we're good where we are as a society in terms of abolishing racism.
0: I think that a lesson of being nonviolent is applicable to any, anyone, everyone, anyone in our nation. Of course there have been other violent acts as well. So I'm, I'm curious, would you, would you say you're Republican? Yeah. So For me, I back Black Lives Matter because I agree with the fundamentals of it. I agree with their cause. I agree with what they're doing in terms of promoting Black-owned businesses, in terms of promoting equality, equal opportunity, as far as trying to bring justice for Killings that were not justified, in my opinion. This is why I believe in Black Lives Matter. And I see certain oppressions or certain things that I have seen with people of color that are my very closest friends and relatives. And I see them struggling and I see them feeling as though they don't belong in our society. And I say all of this to just bring in a little bit of background information into why I believe in it. There's always a bad seed somewhere. So I would say what are your your background foundational opinions to why you support um, a Republican or conservative? I'm not sure if you voted for Trump or not, but that makes me think about the that violence that happened on the Capitol? What mm-hmm. would you say to that?
1: Okay, so while I'm 17. So can't legally vote, unfortunately. But if I could, I definitely would have voted for Trump. And I think that I know for a fact that Trump is a very divisive figure. And I would have voted for Trump because of his policy and not who he is as a person, because I think that as a Christian, he doesn't represent Christian values very well. He's not the nicest guy. He's kind of a jerk sometimes. Um, And he says a lot of things that he shoots himself in the foot constantly. Um, But I think that I would have voted for him because I fully support the platform that he runs on and the ideas that he has for our country. Um, And you said something earlier about Black Lives Matter and you support them because of their support for furthering the agenda of pushing black people into a position of equality amongst the, the other races. And I think that I, I've, I know I've said this before, but I think the way that Black Lives Matter is going about it is completely wrong. I think that, um, they're pushing for, from my perspective, they're pushing for equity instead of equality. It's And those are two very, the distinction is very important because equity is an equal outcome and equality is an equal starting position.
0: You were talking about you supporting Donald Trump and supporting his campaign and his policies. So my first question, I would love to just hear an example of like what a specific policy you tend to really resonate with.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think my number one issue politically is abortion. Um, because that as a Christian that just eats at my heart every time I think of the word itself, It, it disgusts me.
0: That's interesting. I I personally do not think that I would ever get an abortion. And I say that because it's a very personal decision for me. And I think it's a very important choice that I have. And that word choice is where I want to put emphasis on only because I believe, although it is what I believe, I don't have any right to force that upon anyone else. Not everyone is in as fortunate of a situation as I am in. Not everyone has the means to other ways of contraception. Do I think that birth or that abortion should be used as contraception? Absolutely not. Do I think that everyone deserves a choice? Absolutely. However, I know that Especially where we live and in a lot of situations, I am starkly disagreed with.
1: A couple things I would say to that is, first of all, um, I think that when you have an abortion, you are deciding that you want to play God. And obviously, from what you've heard of me so far, you could probably assume that I think that abortion is a murder because... Um, like I said with that Bible verse, God knit us together in our mother's rooms, and that's a person that you've decided to kill. And so I think that just that alone is enough for you know what's going to happen when you have sex. You know there's a chance um, always of having a child, and if you're not ready for that, then you just don't have sex. It's that simple.
0: So, So when I was in... 11th grade, I did a study on sex ed, Mm -hmm. so on sexual education in schools. This was actually a school assignment, was to pick a topic and talk about how you would change it. And I talked about sex ed, and I did a lot of research that came from clinics, other people who have done this research, different articles from various credible sources that I ended up having to see. and I found that abstinence is ineffective because people, teenagers, have sex. The way that you stop unwanted pregnancy is contraception education.
1: Yeah, that, that, that certainly may be true, and I'm sure it is, but I think I would respond to that by saying that I believe that sex before marriage is um, not biblical. I think that when you were saying that abstinence is not as effective as education and contraceptives, that certainly may be true. But if you practice abstinence fully until you're ready to have a kid, like that's the only way to guarantee you're not going to have a child until you want one. And so I would say to people that have an unwanted pregnancy just, but, and then they choose to have an abortion, just have some self-control and don't have sex until you're ready to have a child. That's how I would respond to it.
0: Okay. That's interesting. And what I would say to that is your beliefs come from your religion. Absolutely. And I think that is a respectable choice that you have so we we all have the choice to have sex or not to have sex we also all have the choice in what we believe so for example if i don't necessarily believe in the christian god or if i am agnostic or if i am simply spiritual if i'm atheist which in the south you will find that those other religions are minority here because we live in the Bible Belt, because we live in a conservative Southern state. That's how it is geographically. People don't have this religious belief that you may have. And I think that affects people's opinions. However, as I said earlier, I do not think that people should be having unprotected sex and unsafe sex at all. And I don't think that, well, I can get an abortion is any sort of suitable argument to not use contraception or to not be safe, to not be smart.
1: And you, your point about um, what about people that don't agree with me um, in terms of my faith and atheists might would probably not understand where i'm coming from that i believe that um it's a it's a child made in the image of god so they wouldn't have any problem aborting the child but i would say that i think that something that everyone should agree with regardless of what your religion or how you how you feel um causes me to have that belief but i feel like it's a moral belief as well, not just a faith-based perspective. I think that morally everyone should agree that a pregnant baby is a person that shouldn't be killed.
0: I accept and understand even where you're coming from as a Christian. I totally, totally get that. However, there's also this idea of free will, and choice, like you were talking about, how you can choose to believe whatever you want and you can choose to do whatever you want. And these are fundamental rights that we're all naturally born with. And so I think in my opinion, the government should not be able to force that upon anyone, just as a government should not be able to force a religion on anyone or force any other ideological, opinions on anyone I wanted to ask how you feel about your gender what I mean by that is have you ever thought about or acknowledged your privilege as a man do you even feel privileged
1: um so I think that I don't think I've really thought about it that much um maybe a few times in the past. Um, But I would say that I don't think that I'm more privileged than females are. And again, with a few of these other questions that we've talked about, if you asked me that 50 years ago, I would probably say yes, I'm more privileged than you. But I think that as a society and as a nation, we've, just as we have with racism, we've made a lot of progress and we've moved forward and there's so many women in positions of power and influence that has never even been a thought before in people's minds. And I think that's really phenomenal. Um, I mean, you've got a a female speaker of the house, for example, and, and there's, there's so many women that are changing the world. And I think that's fantastic. Um, you have to be, you have to be taught and raised correctly like if, you, if you're raised in a household where you don't have parents or one parent if you're living with a single parent if they're not teaching you to as a male to respect women and think of women as just as important as men then that that kid that that guy is, is gonna out in the world and have a horrible worldview and going to be disrespectful towards women and i and i just it's really difficult to make that change but i think that in terms of women in influential positions i think we've made a lot of progress and i think it's fantastic um but in those individual scenarios it's hard because change is a very personal thing. And like I said with racists, um, when I said that those people are going to have to struggle with that and change, have a heart change, I think that there's the same scenario going on with men that don't respect women.
0: So I think you've made some valid points. What I see privilege as might be different depending on your perspective. So what I see as privilege is that men are allowed to be retaught. So you're talking about how men need to be taught differently. And I totally 100% agree that men need to be taught to respect women. And that is very true. And in that way, for centuries, women have been taught how to live in fear of men. And to me, that makes men have the upper hand simply because women are being put in a position where they have to react and men are put in a position where they can act and to me that puts men in a dominant force in our society that I think should not exist
1: um i'm I'm pretty unfamiliar with, with some of the things that you just said. And I think that my response to that would be that really the only things that I can say about this topic is that I believe in the biblical view of the family in which the man is the head of the household and he's the protector and he's responsible, I guess, in this day and age of making sure everyone in the family is safe. Maybe the man is the primary income, but that's changing as well. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Women can make more money than men. I mean, that's nothing in the Bible that says that's wrong. But um, I've been taught my whole life to open the door when a girl's coming through. Um, Never hit a girl, doesn't matter if you're playing or whatever's going on, you never hit a girl. And just little things like that, I think those are the important things that need to be taught. And I, I don't really know if I can address what you're talking about because I've never really experienced that. I've been around all the men in my life are just as respectful towards women as I am. Um, and I just, I don't know, my, view, my viewpoint of the family is that the man is the head of the house and responsible to take care of the family. And women play just as important of a role, but it's not as the head of the household. So that's the difference for me.
0: Christianity is a religion that worships a man. If I mean a male figure. Yeah. Because the father, the father figure. Yeah. Right. Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit. You see these all as male higher powers. And I'm, I don't have anything to say about whether or not that's right or wrong. But I would say that it's interesting to think about Christianity and then how those values translate into what you believe. that's,
1: That's a great point um and i haven't I, I didn't really necessarily think about that before but um that's i guess that's another piece of evidence that i would give as to why i think the man would be the head of the household because we worship our father in heaven and that's the
0: right yeah and you believe in christianity very devoutly so it makes sense about where your opinions come from i i do
1: Free speech. Because without free speech, everything crumbles. Because when free speech starts to get infringed upon, the, dis- the dissemination of ideas starts to shrink and shrink and where's the line, you know, it starts to create problems. No, I don't think that a unified society necessarily has to be all Christians because I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to go the other way because that's what it says in Revelation. But I do think that that right is so important in maintaining unity because when one side doesn't agree with something the other side has said, whether that thing that they just said is hateful or harmful, if one side decides to start censoring the other side, that's just the opposite of unity.
0: I think, I think that's valid. I think our right to choice and free will, which even as someone who is not as devout a Christian as you may be, I do know that as well. As it being a fundamental human right, free will is something that Christians believe has been given to us as well. Yes. And so I think that is a valid opinion on society. And I just want to say thank you for being willing to conversate and respectfully disagree with me.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.